Hello, welcome to The Charge podcast presented by the Cavalier newspaper. My name is Otis. Uh, my partner Smith is not here today. He was unable to make it, but filling in is our producer Wallace. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming in. So the basis of our show is the first thing we want to do is give you a little bit of current events, um, a few of the things most importantly that are happening, and then from there we want to get into what can you as a youth do personally, and so we just want to get going. So first thing, coronavirus it's been going on for a while. We just thought we can really get into it. First thing we wanted to tell you guys that cases are up um, in Texas, uh, California, and it's interesting enough, so many states with lockdowns, the cases are still up. So it begs the question, are lockdowns working? And personally, I am not in favor of lockdowns. I, I wish things were back to normal. I know Wallace, you wish that as well, yeah. but it's... It's, it's strange to think that with these lockdowns and everything, if cases are still on the rise and people are wearing masks and socially distancing, then why haven't we seen this virus go away? And I don't know what, what your thoughts are on yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, I think we might be missing something, you know, because if, if we're doing all these lockdowns and, you know, yeah, the cases might go down for a couple days or something or weeks, but then they go right back up. I mean, I think it's a possibility that we're we're not completely getting something about the virus, and maybe that you know it's these lockdowns aren't really the main thing mm-hmm. to stop it and slow the slow it down. Yeah, and you look at where we live in California, and you see a big spike as we're looking at this graph. We see a big spike towards uh, July, and we all remember that. That's when the lockdowns were mostly very strict and that's when they uh, governor Newsom started putting all the rules in place but if you look at this come November the 10th we have lots of cases it's hitting another we're hitting another spike right now and California I would say is the strictest lockdowns of every state and it doesn't make a difference if you're under a Trump or Biden administration it's it's not going to change and we're seeing this constantly and you can put in as many rules as you want but once the lockdown, the, once the lockdowns are established, which they have, we haven't seen much change, and so that's why personally I think the lockdowns are—I I don't want to say pointless because they—they they have good intent behind them. We do want to save lives and we do want to slow the spread. However, it just doesn't seem to be working as well as we thought it'd be, and more lockdowns are coming. And um, maybe it's we're not doing it for long enough, you know? Because if you look at other. I guess, uh, countries, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, Australia, they went in for a lockdown. I think, I don't even know how long it was, but it was longer than where we, our lockdowns, you know, were. And they Mm -hmm. went into it where you could only go outside for an hour a day. You could only go outside to get non-essential items. And then you could go outside to exercise for only one hour. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just, just from doing that, I think they slowed it down, but it was consecutive consecutive you know it was a long amounts of time and then but a lot of people didn't like that there were all these you know complaints all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and they couldn't handle that and when you talk about other countries lots of countries are hitting the same roadblock i mean look at um, great britain prime minister boris johnson just uh, implemented a month-long shutdown again and the people are not happy about it people don't like a sense of non-normalcy and i think that's what this coronavirus pandemic is giving however I do want to hop into this. Schools are opening back up very slowly, very gradually. I know our school district had a very slow time doing it. We had one date to go back and then it got canceled. 
But now we are here, November the 11th, and I already went to I went to school the last two days, and I mean today is Veterans Day, and we have the day off, obviously. And you you have school tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow and Friday. So I wish you good luck, Wallace. However, I think this was a great win for anyone who is opposed to lockdowns. I I don't know what your thoughts are, but people felt great seeing people and. Yes, you had to wear a mask, which was annoying, and you feel like you can't breathe at times, and you, you just want to take it off, but you can get in trouble if you do. But it's it's really good getting back into the swing of things. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's you know allowing a lot of people who didn't like the lockdowns to get back into normal ways of life. You know, it's not 100%. The, the normal way before COVID, but it's just one step closer to being normal human beings again. And it's it's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to take a while. You'll have it tomorrow and should be an exciting experience. But when we walked in, they're very strict on the mask policy, which as, as they should be, because we should be wearing masks at this time and preventing the spread of COVID-19 because it's not, it, it needs to be done because we need to fight this virus the best thing, the best way we can. But the, the, you're not allowed to be close to one another. Um, it's hard to enforce that on campus, and I've seen it a lot. Um, there's plexiglass in classes, um, dividing people. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same, just with smaller classes. And I prefer small class sizes anyways. But I just, it, it's, it was good to be back. And it gives you, it gives you that feeling of, okay, we're, we're, we're rounding the corner and we're, we're gonna we're gonna get through this so I wish you luck tomorrow Wallace yeah, thanks um, and everyone out there who is all you youth listening who are going to start going back to school or already in school um, keep keep it up um, keep fighting rounding the corner I said that before and that brings us to the next topic we have a vaccine coming out so which is an amazing thing you know and um, it's coming from uh, multiple companies have been working on it. Johnson and Johnson has. Uh, lots of companies have been working on it. However, one um, one pharmaceutical is right there, and they're about to release. They're ninety percent complete in their trials. Uh, it's Pfizer, and on Monday, the 9th, Pfizer announced um, positive early results from its late stage vaccine trial, and the vaccine is ninety percent effective. Plus. And they use this on people who hadn't had the virus before, but I think this is a huge win and a big step towards returning to normalcy. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, without without a vaccine, you know, you can't do anything. And it has taken a long time to get this, but usually vaccines take, what, five years to fully complete? Mm-hmm. We're doing this in, in a matter of months. You know, that's it's crazy. And it's it's pretty incredible, like you said, how fast we were able to do this. I mean... This is, uh, after reading multiple articles, right now we're reading CNBC, this is the same thing that President Trump, um, they were using with him. So if you know that the, your president of the United States is getting it, it must be good and it must be, it must work. And I know he's ordered Operation Warp Speed is getting ready to go and the military is going to distribute it. That's, that's what the president laid out in his debates uh, before the time he leads office, if this election concludes and... Um, and let's say he does stay in power, the COVID-19 vaccine will be pushed out in Operation Warp Speed by the military under a Trump administration, or if it's under President Biden. We we don't know what will happen with yet. We know his plan so far is to just encourage mask use, basically what we've been doing so far. We know he wants lockdowns. Um, 
However, we have he hasn't really been in the loop of a vaccine coming out because he's not in office right now. But when he does, we hope that he really does get this vaccine going. Um, and that leads us to really the Trump versus Biden response to this. Um, if you're confused on what's going on, we have the Trump plan, uh, which would have to be carried out if he does leave office in the next two months, uh, or versus the Biden plan, which we could see for the next two and a half years if he becomes president. Hopefully this thing is gone. Uh, Wallace, we talked about how uh, Vice President Biden has called for lockdowns. And I don't know what you're thinking on it, but yeah. I, I, I'm personally opposed to it. And Yeah, I mean, I'm opposed to it too because, you know, anything that... I mean, it's it's kind of like going, stepping back and, and going back mm-hmm. in our steps because we've already had these lockdowns for so long and we've already, you know, gotten out of the lockdowns for the most part. Um, and if we're just going to go back into lockdowns, I think that's going to be very hard for a lot of people Mm -hmm. especially the small businesses who are already struggling when the lockdowns are in place and now going back to the lockdowns i think that's going to be you know very very hard on a lot of people yeah and i mean i know my parents personally are very excited that all me and my siblings are back in school and learning um i assume most parents want their kids to be in school um yes the covid uh, covid 19 virus is still out there however they need a return to normalcy because it's hard to work jobs and babysit and run homeschool at the same time. I mean, any parents, um, congratulations. You guys have been doing an amazing job. And we, we know and none of this is easy. And we're sorry for giving you a hard time if we do. But we just want to applaud you because it's, it's a very difficult thing that you've been doing. Which brings me to this next quote by President Trump. He said it during the last presidential debate. He said, the cure cannot be worse than the virus. He was directly referring to Vice President Biden's plan of imposing federal lockdowns. President Trump is rolling out a a vaccine. He wants to open up the economy. He wants people to go back to their normal lives. He wants schools to open. That's a big point that we both agree with. And then there's Vice President Biden's plan, which is lockdowns, uh, strict uh, mask mask, uh, mandates. And I can see where they're coming from. I can see where they want to stop the virus because that's a number one concern is keeping Americans safe and it's and, and that's the goal. However, can is the cure in this case for Vice President Biden worse than the virus? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it is. I think it's I mean, that's I mean, I don't know. I don't think something can be worse than a virus. So you think that the virus, so you, you agree with Vice President Biden's plan of imposing federal lockdowns to stop the virus? Well, you know, I don't want to do the lockdowns, right? I don't think anyone does, right? Yeah. But I think there has to be another way. You know, we already have, have some sort of, uh, you know, the vaccine, for example. That's that's going to come out hopefully soon. And hopefully, you know, within an amount of time, whether Biden becomes president or Trump you know, continues to stay in office. But I think that we need to do something. We're, we're missing something right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the cases are rising and we're we're missing something, whether, you know, it's, I mean, we've been trying with this vaccine and we're, we're and, super close. And like you said, maybe this vaccine that's 90% um, effective, maybe it's the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And so maybe if, if a President Biden does 
happen come January the 20th of next year, maybe he rolls out the vaccine if it's, if it's 100% effective, or maybe President Trump releases it now. I mean, these are all things Americans want. And I, I would not say, uh, it, and it's, it's strange to me how polarizing this issue is, because you have people that want lockdowns and to save lives, you want people to open up the economy to save lives too. We're all on the same team here. We all wanna save lives. The debate is how do we do it? The Republicans are saying we cannot lock down any longer. I mean, the, uh, the United States economy is the number one in the world. California is number five. You have multiple huge economies that run this planet and you're shutting them down. And what the Republicans and President Donald Trump are saying is you can't do that. We need to open up. People are suffering. Uh, narcotics use is up. Drug use, alcohol use, suicide, depression. It's all through the roof right now. Divorce, it's, it, it's very sad to see what's happening during these lockdowns. And they're thinking once we return to normalcy, this won't happen as much as we're thinking. And it's hard to see the country suffer. I mean, 200,000 plus Americans have passed away. Um, that's by the CDC, right? That I've said that? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so the CDC said 200,000 people have passed away. Maybe more, maybe less, we don't know. But it's, you can see where both sides are coming from. And it's important to take those and find middle ground. I think the, the bill that President Trump and uh, Senator McConnell and House Speaker Pelosi were able to come up on for, for PPE and to help small businesses was incredible. And I think the giving of money to people in need, that was a very, very good move. And that was a, that was a perfect example of Republicans and Democrats working together to solve a crisis. And I think once this election goes away, regardless of the president, it's going to be a lot easier to, to stay less divisive now that one candidate is in office. And that brings us to our next segment after uh, COVID-19, and it's the election. And this is um, uh, this and coronavirus are the number one topics. Um, you can put them in whatever order you want, but these are the most important topics. Uh, the most important news I'd say right now is that Alaska has just been called for President Donald Trump. And they're getting ready to call North Carolina for President Donald Trump. Uh, I think the deadline to turn in ballots is tomorrow for North Carolina. However, President Trump has a big lead there. And uh, some news sources have already called it. But uh, it's not up to the news sources for any state. It's, it's up to the electors and it is up to the, um, and it's up to the judiciary and the legislature to call it. It is not up to the media. Um, I think a big, a big part of this election that makes it so important is that we are going to see this election go to court. Um, and they, there is confidence on both sides, um, the, the, admin, the campaign teams at least. Um, you have President Donald Trump's team, led by Rudy Giuliani, Corey Lewandowski, Pam Bondi, um, lots of various people, big lawyers, um, that want to bring this federally. And they're already exposing alleged fraud. We have to say alleged. They're alleging fraud in this election. And that is, that is what President Donald Trump and his team are saying. Um, they think they have a lot of evidence for it. And uh, the Vice President Biden's campaign is saying they're fully ready to start moving into the new, um, the new uh, transition of power. And they already have set up, called, uh, it's called, I think it's called the Office of the President-Elect. And it's basically Vice President Biden beginning that transfer to, to the presidency and Kamala Harris as well joining him. 
So a big so just the the news that Alaska and North Carolina has, uh, were, uh, are going to be called is huge, and then the lawsuits. So we're gonna go into a little bit more detail on that. I know you know some stuff, Wallace. I know some stuff. Um, if you would like to go, uh, just just basically summarize what you know so far about the lawsuits. So from what I've heard, it's a lot about you know voter fraud, and uh, you know miscounting all the votes. Um, I mean, that's just a little bit of what, what I know. What, what have you heard about? So heard basically about? what's going on is they're alleging fraud and there have been many instances where the Trump campaign, even before, um, even before the election was over and some decisive states were called, such as Pennsylvania and Arizona, they were suing, and in Michigan too, they were suing because poll watchers were not being let into the, into the counting centers into the polls. And so they were throwing out Republican Donald Trump supporter poll watchers and letting the Biden one stay. And they're alleging fraud and this could be a big this could be a big instance where I mean that's like your your mom saying, "Let me see your phone." And you've been doing bad stuff on it, so you're going to say, "No, I'm not going to let you see it." But if you have nothing to hide, why wouldn't you just give it, you know? Exactly. And I, so that's that's where the Trump campaign is coming from. Also, there are lawsuits talking about uh, how in Pennsylvania, at least, there has been a lot of voter fraud, and that's starting to come out. The alleged voter fraud is starting to come out. Uh, we don't know if it's for sure that that will be going to court soon, but um, I think the Secretary of State of the state of Pennsylvania has herself in a bit, a bit of hot water, you could say, if if any of this is true, because what they're alleging is that the is that she created rules to undermine. The federal election and I, that is not good at all we don't want to see anyone cheat and we want to keep our democracy to the highest value because that's that's what's great about this country um, so what's important here is that if this does go to court we in especially in Pennsylvania because that is the biggest state right now in Pennsylvania if this goes to court and they rule in in the favor of the Trump uh, campaign what does this mean and they're alleging fraud and they're alleging, so basically what happened if, if you did not keep up with the election, um, what happened was Pennsylvania extended its mail-in votes to be accepted um, up to a week uh, or a week or uh, like five days after the election if they were properly post-marked, uh, post, uh, right? Or stamped. I believe so. Postmarked. So what's going on is there have been complaints and uh, and whistleblowers from there saying that they are accepting ballots with no envelope, no signature, and they're mixing them in with the normal ones and they're they're stuffing them into envelopes and counting them the same. So let's say there was fraud, if there was any. What can the Trump campaign want? Well, they can either I, I see this two ways. It's hard to it's hard because let's say they did cheat, it looks like they'll get away with it, or they'll have to call it for the president, the, the state of Pennsylvania for the president, or they will have to have a totally new contest with poll watchers in both um, in both areas, watching everything from both parties, and that is a and that could be big and it, it would cost millions, right, to to send ballots or have people vote in person, or but I mean however, is it worth it? In my opinion, yes. If there needs to be a recontest, I'd rather have our democracy held up 
and to know the rightful winner of the state of Pennsylvania in this election than to have a fraudulent system and just give it to the Democratic nominee. And this would go if it was a Republican too, because the values of America are more important than who gets power. Because America isn't just a government, it's, it's a people. And that's, that's what's very important. Uh, moving on after the lawsuits. So we have lawsuits in several states, Rudy Giuliani leading the charge. President Trump's uh, campaign is still optimistic. They can win the White House. Let's move to the Senate. And Wallace, I know you know a little bit about this, but it looks like the Republicans are going to keep the Senate. Right now it is, uh, right now, what is it? It is 50. 50 uh, the Republican Party is 50 and the Democratic Party is 46. So the Democrats are at 46 and the Republicans are at 50. We saw Mitch McConnell won. That's a big win. Uh, they put, the Democrats put millions against him. Still won by a hefty amount, I would say too, right? Mm -hmm. What did Mitch McConnell win by? 57 to 38. That's not even close. That's a blowout. Exactly. <laughs> um, we look at uh, a big race that was important. We have Lindsey Graham versus Jamie Harrison. Lindsey Graham being the incumbent Republican. Be very big voice He's um, for the Republican Party. He's the head of the, Sen uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee, which just confirmed Amy Coney Barrett. He won by 10%. And Jamie Harrison raised the most money out of any candidate in the history of the United States Senate which is incredible because this country has been around for a while and there have been lots of important races. So you can just see how McConnell and Lindsey Graham are just, they're very big voices and they want to get them out. So what it comes down to right now is Georgia. And there are two seats left and there are two runoffs. The rule in Georgia is that if you want to win the race, you need, first of all, to get more votes. But you also need... 50% of the vote. And we have our graphs up right here according to AP. David Perdue, who's running against John Ossoff, is at 49.7. And Ossoff is at 48. And he's up by a good 100,000 votes, I would say. Perdue is. David Perdue won this election, but did not meet the 50% requirement. So that will go to a runoff. Um, it's looking like David Perdue will win this. However, it's still close and it's anyone's ball game. It's a coin flip. Then you go, you go to the next race. And I don't know who the challenger is, but I know um, it's between uh, the Democratic challenger and Kelly Loeffler. So there was a, I, I think I was, I was looking at this a little bit. There was a third party candidate or a second Republican or no, this is what it was. It was two Democrats and two Republicans running. And so that's why we're looking at the numbers and the Democratic candidate is 32, and the Republican is 25. This will go to a runoff. And this is a big seat because, I mean, we're looking at this. You need 51 for majority, and it's, it's, it's really anyone's ballgame right now. It's looking like the Republicans will keep the majority. They're one seat away. And so if they, let's say they do uh, lose the Kelly Loeffler race, they will win. It looks like they will pick up the David, David Perdue will stay as the senator from Georgia. That brings us to the House as well, as we'll give you a recap of this real quick. So the biggest, I'd say there was a majority of a red wave, right? Wouldn't you say, Wallace? Yeah, I would say there was at the start. And then, you know, kind of like how the election is going, you know, uh, President Trump was, was kind of easing out there with, mm -hmm. with gaining a lot of the, uh, the states he needed to, to win the election. Uh, but then overnight, 
it, it slowly started to shift and, yeah. and go blue. Mm-hmm. And, and so and they called they called the house early, and we already know that the house is majority uh, majority Democrat, run by Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the Republican. Uh, minority leader is Kevin McCarthy from Bakersfield, California. Um, but if we're looking at this, the Democrats have 218 seats. That is the majority. However, the Republicans were supposed to lose big. And that is not what happened at all. Except for the presidency, uh, they, the Republicans did amazing. And they did amazing in their races. I, if you, I, I think they what, picked up 10, 12 seats? Yeah, I believe so. And so they picked up 10, 12 seats, and all of them were minorities, which is a great thing because, especially coming from a party which people don't think that people of color or minor- minorities are a part of, you, you see just such a big surge in these numbers, which is amazing for the Republican Party. And it, it's pretty incredible how they did pick up seats. However, the Democrats will stay in power in the House, and if they have a, and if they let's, and if they do have a President Biden, who will be working with Speaker Pelosi, the question is, will it be hard to work with a Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell? And that is what everyone's wondering about. And I mean, at this point, it's it doesn't really make a difference who the president will be. I mean, it will, of course. And however, if the Republicans keep the Senate, or if the Republicans have the Senate and the Democrats have the House, then it's pretty. It's still a balance of power. Plus, the Republicans have the Supreme Court. So it's just interesting to see uh, the balance of power and the elections that are going on and how, how, the, how America will stay in power. And lots of people think it might collapse, but it won't. So after this whole election process and um, during this coronavirus season, a lot of the times we're wondering, what can we do? Like, as the youth. And my best advice is, although it may seem hypocritical right now because this is what we're doing, is don't focus on politics. I mean, we don't, we're, we still, we're doing this. However, we live our lives. And we go to school every day, uh, most days. Um, we, we spend time with family. We still follow sports and we do all this stuff. We're still normal kids, if you think about it that way, teenagers. But don't let politics or what's going on or the divisiveness dominate your life. That is my best advice. I've heard this from my aunt who said this to me. Um, my parents have said this to me. And it's, and it's a big thing to focus on. And I don't know if your parents have said anything about this to you, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't be so caught up in politics that we forget sight of what life is actually like. Like, Because this isn't a time of normalcy. It's just not. If anyone says that, uh, they're either lying or trying to sell you something. Uh, and so we, sh- we shouldn't be focusing on politics. And yes, it's good to keep in the loop. And that is exactly what we're doing. And if you listen to this for 30 minutes a day, then you'll know exactly what's, what's going on, summarized, really condensed down. You don't need to know the exact details. You don't need to be uh, reading Fox and CNN and uh, New York Post and Washington Post all day, New York Times. You just need to just listen, get the gist, what's going on, and then move on with your life. You shouldn't be getting in Instagram battles with people over, uh, over direct message, and you shouldn't be 
just you right uh, yeah. i mean you're laughing at me but yeah. it's true yeah no i've seen a lot of people getting in those in those instagram battles and it's pointless i mean you guys both have your own opinions and when people are getting in those battles it's like one of them is trying to get the other to come over to their side and it's most likely not going to happen because that's where people's opinions come in play yeah and it's kind of pointless if you think about it too because if we're bickering over the phone how does this help how does this help the country which is politics is that's what it's supposed to do it's designed to help uh govern the country how does that govern the country it doesn't doesn't yeah it doesn't at all so if anyone's listening that's gotten to into a lot of instagram or twitter wars don't do that anymore move on with your life don't feel sorry for yourself just move on live your life be normal and don't be a Debbie Downer and let your let your life be dominated by this stuff because it's really pointless and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help and it doesn't do anything. It's great to have opinions. However, pick your battles. And I don't think a Twitter war at 3 a.m. is yeah. the ideal battle, right? Not, not the ideal battle. <laughs> uh, well, we have plenty of friends that have done that. And, yep. uh, although it might be funny to read, it's, it's the opposite of productive. It's non-productive and it's just fueling the fire that pulls this country apart when we need to be... Uh, coming together another thing you could do if you're worried that with everything going on and you see a president biden or if you're a democrat even and you see a president trump and you're and you're scared uh, let's say you're scared or you're just nervous or you don't know what the future holds don't let that stop you from moving on with your life my best advice to you is to get a job or start a business and i i've started a business over this coronavirus um, pandemic and I've made about $5,000 from it especially to clear your head and to put some cash in your pocket it's it, it's so great and I I know you can attest to this how great it feels to just have money in your pocket and be able to just not worry about it or not have to go up to your mom and and say hey mom I need 25 bucks when you can just say oh I was uh, I was a bus boy at a pizza hut and now I have this money so start a business. I couldn't stress this enough. If you, and especially for the conservatives, if you truly call yourself a capitalist and somebody that does want to affect change, you need to go out and be a job creator because that's the biggest thing if you're a capitalist that you can do is create jobs. Because once you create jobs too, that's the biggest philanthropy you can do because the more money you have, the more money you can give to charity and the more jobs you create to give to people. Uh, Wallace, uh, I want to bring you in here. I just want to know, what's your advice to young people learning, uh, Democrats or Republicans, want, wanting to start, wanting to do something and, and with their lives and the best thing they can do for it? And what do you think on that? Uh, I, I think, you know, starting a business is a great way, like you said. But I think a lot of people go out there, and I mean, I've had experiences with this myself too. You know, I'll try and do something and I'll be unsuccessful the first time. And I'll just feel like, you know, I'll, you know, a stupid idea or, or stupid thing to do. But, you know, if you just keep at, at it, you know, you're going to be good and you're going to have, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, wanting whether, it, you know, it's a business, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're doing something that, let's say, for example, car wash business, right? You're, yeah. just, you're just at your house. You're like, hey, free or not free car wash, but, you know, car wash $5. And, you know, you could, you could say that, 
let's say you're not getting many cards. You got yeah. one car and you were out there for three, four hours. But, you know, maybe you didn't do it at the right time. Maybe you have to look at all these things that come into play. Yeah. Let's say you do it in the afternoon when people, maybe they're coming home from work. Maybe that's not the best time, but at a time where people are needing a car wash, weekends, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And that's just an example, but there's a lot more things to come into play than just standing out with a sign saying car washes. And, yeah. and like I said, that's just an example, but you know, that, that, that's the same thing for a lot of other, let's say startup businesses or, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as a personal, uh, personally, as a person who has started a business, as a young person who started a business, I cannot tell you how amazing it feels and how, what tremendous pride it brings to your family and community as well. Um, when I told my parents, uh, well, my grandparents and uh, aunts and uncles and cousins that I started one, they immediately were super excited. And I was telling them about it and they were giving me advice, which is great. So not only will it help you get some money in your pocket and do a service to the community, whether it's serving food or it's uh, cleaning cars or uh, what's another thing you could do? Oh, mowing lawns. So many things you can do. It's not only is it just giving back to your community and putting money in your pocket, but it also gives you a sense of um, uh, what's the sat. It, it, it's very satisfying, and it puts you out there too. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to talk to your local, you know, your neighbors or or your local community, and you're just having those those daily conversations with them and seeing how they're doing, checking up on them. And that, that could mean a lot to certain people. Maybe they're, they're not feeling so well or feeling down in this time. And you can just, you know, that one conversation, you know, when you come over, let's say mowing their lawn or something is, is could be the, the best thing they've, they've had all week or, mm-hmm. or during that day. And I, I can't stress this next part enough. So yes, Go out there, get a job, start a business, give back to your community, especially during this time. Because especially if you're like us and college apps are going to start coming in the next year or so, year or two, or anyone who's listening, you might be uh, coming from middle school, listening to this, wanting to be educated. You might be in high school, maybe in the early stages of college. If, if you're listening to this and you're about to enter college and you need something to put on your applications, I think it'd be a really, really good thing if you said that you had started a business or served your community because they love that and they'll and especially volunteering, especially yeah. volunteering. It's so important to do, and I can't stress this enough. If you want to do something, go out, get a friend, start a business, or do it by yourself. Start a business, and go out and be a job creator, and just be a capitalist. If that if that's what you believe. If you are, if you call yourself a capitalist, I believe you should go out there and you should be working. You should be giving to your community. Well, all sides of the spectrum should be giving to community, even if even if you're uh, not a capitalist and if you believe in socialism or maybe just uh, you don't know yet. You should go give back to your community 100%. And sometimes it can be in the way of work. Um, this next point I wanted to make, I've seen this happen. I in over the past week or so is to not burn bridges. Remember who you are first. You are not a political warhead. You are not a weapon of your party. You are a person. You are allowed to have opinions. Other people are allowed to have opinions. Remember this. I can't tell you how many times over the last two weeks I've heard people 
have destroyed friendships or have to change schools because they voice their opinion. Pick and choose your battles. It's not, it's not worth it to throw away a friendship or your, your, uh, what, what is the, what is the word I'm looking for when you're like, when it's not worth to throw away to destroy a friendship when, yeah. when it's just over politics or, or over your opinion, you know, that you're, you have your right to, to have your opinion and your friend or, or whoever you're talking to has the right to have their opinion and just clashing because you guys have different opinions is not where you, what you and, should do. And it's not productive and people could think less of you too. If you're always starting, if you're always starting Twitter wars or you're always uh, on social media trying to get into fights, what is that going to do to, uh, what is that going to do to you personally? What people think of you? What is that word? Uh, I I don't know it. Oh, I'll have to look it up later. But what people think of you is very important, and it, it's simple. Do you want to think of some? Do you want people to think of you as somebody who goes out? and is always angry about politics and is talking about it all the time? Or do they want to know you as somebody who does have principles of your party or your faith and of your family and just makes them feel good? We're not saying don't go out and don't talk to people Mm -hmm. about your your political opinions, but we're saying there's times and places for you to do that. And so, you know, maybe... You know, you go in and maybe at lunch, let's say you're at school or you're at work and you go out to have lunch. And I mean, maybe they're maybe they want to talk about politics. Maybe you want to talk about politics. But I think during the day, whether it's a work day, school day, I, I personally don't feel like it's it's the place to talk about yep. your political opinions. I think that maybe later after work is done, you know, after you're not focusing on stuff, whether, you know, maybe you do have homework after that. But you know, there's times and places to do that, and it shouldn't be a whole argument. It should be, you know, mm-hmm. just saying what you feel, what your opinion a ration, on this. A rational yeah, discussion. Exactly. That's what it should be, because you see so many people, but to get in an argument with somebody over it is, I don't want to say ludicrous, but is it's it's not helpful at all. People, we we need to come together as a nation right now. And we cannot be divided. Yes, you want to stand up for what you believe in 100%. But you need to know, especially as a young adult, or even an adult at this point, be an adult and know what you're doing. You shouldn't be trying to start wars with people and destroying friendships over something like politics. Especially because you're, you're complaining about the political system. Think, what can you do to help out? JFK, one of the great quotes, don't ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I don't think getting in screaming matches over voter fraud or uh, over the Green New Deal, I don't think any of this is helpful at all. So our advice, uh, Wallace and I, is that you need to not destroy friendships or your self-identity over politics. It's good to have opinions 100%, and it's good to voice them However, like you said, there's a time and place for everything. And so that brings us to the end of the program, episode number one. Can you believe it, Wallace? And so we want to thank you for listening, if you have been. Uh, if you got sick of us, I'm sorry. We'll, we're getting better. This is a process. 
but we want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, Wallace has a uh, few little points that he wants you to listen to, and then we'll send you on your way. So what we're going to be doing is uh, we do have um, a couple of social media accounts, uh, such as Parlor, Instagram, and Twitter, and they will be linked down below. Um, and we are we we're in the process of creating a website. So that will be up probably in the next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you know, feel free to message us on our uh, on our social media accounts um, because you know we do like to hear from you guys and we do like to hear you know wh- what you guys whether it's something that we should add into the program or mm-hmm. something that we should talk about. And uh, and I think don't we have something about bobbleheads? Yeah. So we have a few couple, and I want to add on what you said first before we get into the festivities. What our purpose is at the Cavalier is we started this out of my garage and we wanted to inform the nation's youth of what's going on and a quick little podcast that you can listen to maybe while you're grinding out terms for a history class or uh, you have to, uh, I don't know. what. Maybe do, if you're doing a workout. Or yeah, doing a workout or going on a run, doing chores. It doesn't matter. It's good that you're listening to this because you're getting a quick little snapshot of what's happening in your country. And I think if you want to know anything, like Wallace said, you message us immediately. Do not hesitate. And we will talk about it. And maybe we'll give you a shout out or something. And so you can visit our website when that's up. That'll be up very soon, maybe even by the time this is posted. And so we'll have to go back and edit it. However, please do not hesitate. And even if you're like, so on our website, let me go into a little bit of depth on it. We will have articles, um, opinion, art, so op-eds written by people on all sides of the spectrum, not Repu- not just Republicans, not just Democrats. Same as uh, podcasts, we'll have, we'll have people on from both sides of the spectrum because it's not about us and it's not about the politicians or the people or the adults. It's about you, the youth, because we're the next generation, you know? And I think it's so important if you're educated and you need to form your opinions. And if you do have opinions, we'd love to hear them. And maybe if you like what we're doing, one day you could send us a message and maybe you could even write a few op-eds for us, which would be good. Uh, Wallace, you said something about bobbleheads. I'll get into that. Sorry, we've been talking about the virus and elections and we're all stressed and we have school. Let's talk about something fun. So what we're going to do here at the Cavalier is we are going to have a poll out on our social media, probably Twitter, right, I would assume? Yeah, I have presume that. And we are going to have, every month, we are going to select a bobblehead of a president. And after we get, what, all 45, uh, 46, if President Biden gets in, we will move on from there. I don't know, we'll do something, American icons or something. Um, so please check out our social media, and we have a poll for a bobblehead every single month. Uh, just do the search. Uh, the little Twitter poll, click on whichever one you think uh, we should get, and we'll buy it, and we'll do a cool little segment every month talking about what that president did, and uh, maybe even a show on it if you want to learn more about your American history, and then we'll just push out an extra episode. Um, we'll, this is the Charge podcast. Um, we're connected to the Cavalier. We'll do, I'd say, what, one episode a week? Or, yeah, I think, and I if think we build up the following, tell your friends. Um, if we build up the following, maybe we can do two Two or three. Two or three. And so for the bobbleheads, please go to our social media, vote. I think right now it's, I think we have George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and John F. Kennedy. I think those are the big three. Um, There are more out there doing great things. 
but uh, please go and vote uh, and just make sure to come back next week. Tell your friends about it and or re young relatives, cousins. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Otis. Smith couldn't be here. And uh, Wallace, we, we just want to say thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will uh, we'll check back in with you guys in probably a week from now. Yeah, a week from now. We'll see it. you then. Have a great week. Thank you.